This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad. Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. You like that? You like that? Live on a Tuesday, a rare live episode of Purple Daily here with Judd Zolgad in the belly of the beast at Twin Cities Orthopedic Performance Center, wiping the OTA sweat off his brow. <laughs> We're going to get that right. Judd's OTA observations from the press room here. He just actually got done with the Kevin O'Connell press conference, and uh, you asked him about Justin Jefferson's absence. He gave an interesting sort of mysterious response. So we'll get to all of this presented by our friends at TCL, no matter what you watch. TCL has award-winning TVs for any budget, any space, all with stunning resolution. TCL makes more than just TVs. They offer mobile products, audio devices, home appliances. TCL brings you joy and simplicity through innovative technology. Learn more at TCL.com. And a shout-out to our friends at Federated Mutual Insurance Company, helping keep the lights on here at Score North and Purple Daily, helping it be a 365-day-a-year Viking show, even during the quote-unquote dead of the... What do you guys even talk about this time of year? Well, you're about to find out as we head into uh, June mm-hmm. later this week. But Federated's like having a great offensive line for your business, offering risk management and protection to help elevate the success of your business. Find out if your business, even if you're if you're a next-generation business owner, uh, that's an area they specialize into. Find out if your business meshes with their expertise at Federated Insurance dot com all right he's he's even like slightly out of breath running over from the press conference press conference practice fields to here this isn't like the old days you know winter park was pretty compact back in the day this is uh this is a it's a good workout for me yeah i'm healthier right now because of get those steps gotta get those steps in exactly right so what is um we'll just throw it to you you know we'll kind of go through a list here but what is What's your first observation? What's your biggest observation from practices or from the press conference? Where do you want to start today? Well, I want to start with O'Connell's press conference, but it comes off a question about um, second consecutive Tuesday that we have. And yes, Spaceman, I do have a great job. Um, It's the second consecutive Tuesday that we have now had access. So and there's nine of these OTAs. They are voluntary. And again, I urge people not to panic about this. But for the second consecutive Tuesday, Justin Jefferson was not here. Uh, Harrison Smith, for instance, MIA last Tuesday, here today. And look, guys are missing and things. But you know what? I think when a star player is not there for a couple of OTAs, 
even though voluntary, I mean, he is one of absolutely the keys to the team, a guy who's considered a captain. So I asked O'Connell at the end of his press conference today, have you, you know, what's the expectation here? Do you expect to see him before the mandatory camp? And um, Kevin basically said, well, you know, our turnout's been fantastic, first of all. Come on now. The turnout's been, been good. It's always good. It's been good. Um, that he has had conversations with Justin that will remain private. So he was not going to delve into those. Basically said he'll show up when he shows up. I look forward to seeing him then. And look, I don't expect him to, to skip the two-day mandatory camp in near nearing mid-June, okay? But that being said, there were no promises made by O'Connell. And I have to think that this goes back to a topic that we addressed, I think, three months ago or so. And it's this. When you are in the midst of negotiating the type of contract that Justin Jefferson is going to get, and to be very clear, I think it's going to happen here, okay? So I don't think this is going to like fall apart and he's not going to get a contract. He has two years left on his current contract, but they want to get the extension done now. When those talks are taking place, I think sometimes we think, oh, yeah, it's Justin Jefferson, simple. But we're talking about a guy that might be, as far as we know, gentlemen, uh, trying to become the highest non-quarterback paid non-quarterback in the entire league, okay? And as we discussed three months ago, those things always hit snags. They always hit. There's always going to be. They're never just going to get done easily. And so I can't help but put the pieces of the puzzle together a bit to think that Jefferson is only going to show up for mandatory events until that contract is done, which I at least think is interesting because there's no question every coach would like to have as many players as possible here, at least for a portion of the nine workouts. And right now it's tracking where Justin Jefferson will not be here for any of those practices. So I can't dismiss this as not interesting. I'm not suggesting panic. I am suggesting that this, I think, is the natural course of a contract that's as sensitive as this one. So just just to be 100% clear, you don't think, just you're, you've covered the league for a couple decades, like you don't think mm-hmm. it's that there's tension between Jefferson and the team. This And again, this is all just sort of educated speculation. We're not in the room when his agent is talking to Quasi, et cetera. Your sense is that, hey, with the magnitude of this contract, his agent's probably telling him, you don't need to go blow an ACL. I mean, you're gonna, he's going to work, but that's the thing he's going to work out on his own anyways. Like he's clearly putting in a ton of time on his own. So he's an injury risk anywhere, but we don't want you cutting in a practice against right. a cornerback and then blowing out a knee. So it's mostly just let's get the contract done and then boom, we can go into training camp with, you know, full security behind us. That's my guess. When you're dealing with a player this talented, like this isn't a nice player, right? Like it, it's not like the Viking star, but he's, you know, he's Hawkinson. Yeah, Hawkinson's exactly. going to show up to OTAs. Exactly. That's a perfect example. Hell yeah. of a player, nothing against him, but we're talking about a rare air type of player here. And, and yes, he could get hurt working out, but he's working out in Florida in probably completely controlled environments. Look like here they, they had today. 11 on 11 team drills like you can't completely control that uh kj osborne made a catch um a defensive back landed on him now i think he just knocked his wind out but he was down for a while and so like those are the type of things that i think your agent would say let's not risk that it's not worth it um but like to completely ignore this too 
I think would be doing the the community, the family that we've cultivated of all you folks out there, because I think it's at least worth talking about because it sort of shows what the parameters of this contract are going to be and how important this one is to both sides. And the Vikings have not done a lot of contracts like this one. Like they've done a lot of the contracts with really good players. But again, we're talking about probably what a top five player in this league. That's another step in like nuance of, it doesn't just get done simply. And there's always going to be, I think it's fair to say this, a little bit of angst on both sides, not long-term bad feelings, but they aren't easy contracts to get done. So I'm just looking, by the way, just in terms of like what he may get, the most money ever guaranteed to a wide receiver, Cooper Cup, $75 million total guaranteed. Tyreek Hill was $72.2 million. Stefan Diggs was 70. So we're talking about, and this is where it's like, to me, it's it's easy. I don't know. I don't know why there has to be a drawn out process. Okay, mm-hmm. so the 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 top five total guaranteed, the highest guarantee, I'll even go further. Devontae Adams and Mar- Amari Cooper, all of the five guys I just mentioned have gotten a multi-year contract. All of them were kind of in like their late, mid to late 20s. Jefferson's in his early 20s still, right? He's like 24, yeah, I want to say. So, so so maybe there's even more of a case for more. But so 60 million, 66, 70, 72, 75. Okay. 80. Well, it's not going to be nine. Is it going to be 90? Well, like, are we going to jump? But I think there's also things that are, are talked about and discussed. And it, there's nuance, nuances in these contracts, Phil, that I think make it more convoluted than just that. Like, I'm sure they're asking for things that have not been asked for, right? Because it's a very rare contract. It's a very, but, you know, guarantees of certain things. Remove the green um, Skittles. Remove yeah, the green Skittles from the jar. All of them out of the building. I'm yeah. just I'm just saying, I think that this is probably, if, with the way that O'Connell answered the question and said, we'll keep our, our conversations private. Like, there's nothing football-wise that is a problem here, right? Like, they just drafted a complimentary re- receiving piece, and, and we'll talk about that in a second. But, like, there's nothing from a football standpoint that would present a problem. So the only thing I can think, and it makes perfect sense, it's not shocking, is that until this contract gets done, I mean, we we don't know. He's got two years left on his rookie contract, which the Vikings want him to play out. So, like, we don't know exactly what's going on. I just think it's interesting that the guy who is this important to this team, and there's no question about it when he's here, is a captain type on this team is not here. By the way, by the way, so in terms of the other benchmarks, the biggest total value of a wide receiver contract is 140 million. That's Devontae Adams. And the total value is just kind of a, it's kind of fake unless you see the, the, the guarantees, right? But Devontae Adams is 140 million. Tyree kill is the next with 120 Amari Cooper, hundred AJ Brown, hundred. So hundred. So the benchmarks are 140 total. And then uh, thirty million a year is the highest average annual value. That's Tyree Kill. There are three other guys at twenty-five million per year or more: AJ Brown, Cooper Cup, Devonte Adams. So, the benchmarks they're talking about in terms of minimum right now, they're going to want to hit all these and 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 go beyond. Right? Probably one hundred forty million a year minimum. That's the current. That would tie the current. So probably one hundred fifty million minimum. Yeah, thirty million a year, probably going closer to thirty-three, thirty-five million a year, and then yes. seventy-five million guaranteed is the current benchmark, probably closer to eighty, eighty-five. And then if you wanna, 
you know, I don't know if you want uh, a private jet as part of your contract. Like I, that's what I'd be curious to know. What what are the other things that are holding this well, up to me? Unless he skips training camp, like if he doesn't show up to the yeah, mandatories no, in a few yes. weeks, yes. training camp in a month or two months, I guess from now is sort of the the real. If if, if this thing lingers for two more months, now we have a problem. But right now, it's not a problem. The mini camp would be an an issue until then it's not a problem um but i mean just to just to uh go where score north often goes before and recklessly speculate there is a chance that if this team has said you know what we didn't draft a quarterback that we trust to start especially in 2024 let's sit down again and think about kirk coming back Mm -hmm. kirk's not going to come back for cheap like it's going to cost you. So like there might be, that's the thing about this that I don't think we consider sometimes just as, as a fan base too, is how much is at work here? So like, if you decide to bring Kirk back, okay, you still want to pay Jefferson, but now you got to be cognizant of that. And how, how much of that cash could you dump into 2023 for an offset cap hit of sorts? So like, there's a lot of things here. Again, there's a lot of things that could be taking place that aren't like the end of the world, but they certainly could play a definite role on why he is not here now with no obligation to have to be here other than it would help the team. Yeah. Okay. All right. Should we keep going down? Yeah. Judd's let's list go down of, the road. Yep. Yep. Are we um, on the, are we on the digital list again here on the yeah, phone? Oh yeah. No, I was taking, yep. I was taking, uh, I was taking notes on my phone today. Cause it's just saving, you know what? saving, saving trees. Here, look at you. I don't even care about the trees. Just simpler no. for me now. Um, all right. The second thing for the second consecutive Tuesday that we were out here, Jordan Addison did zero work. And I said to O'Connell, what's that about? Like what's going on with him? Why isn't he doing work? And he said, all the tough questions today. This is great. Man. And, and yeah, I don't even know their fastballs. They're, just, they're, they're transactional questions of very important people that aren't here or are in hoodies much to my delight because Jordan has a nice array of Vikings hoodies. Um, he said that something came to light in the rookie camp and he didn't say if, if he aggravated it then, or if it was a problem or cause I said, is this a college problem that has come up now? Or is this, or is this more recent than that? And he evaded the question. Um, but this for now, as far as I could tell in all the OTAs that we are witnessing, and I would guess the ones that we aren't, Wide receiver one, K.J. Osborne, Mm. who, as I said, got shaken Mm. up today. He came back. He was fine. Uh, But K.J. is getting a ton of work as wide receiver one. And what's really intriguing is Rager and Naylor and Powell, who they signed from the Rams. All of those guys are backfilling in and taking the reps that Addison and or uh, K.J. would get if if, um, Jordan was practicing or Jefferson was here. So it is a prime opportunity. And I'm, I'm going to tell you one guy, he dropped one easy pass today in a red zone drill, which was bad, but he also made some nice catches. And I think there's something there. And it's a guy that we talked about, I think late last season, a few times, Jalen Naylor, Jalen yeah. Naylor made a couple of nice grabs. And I think there's a skill set there. I think there's a skill set there. That's going to give him a chance to play. Um, Again, he dropped a pass he shouldn't have from Kirk, and that's one. But he also made the type of catches where you're like, okay, those are pro catches. So I would say if one guy stood out to me who's getting extra time going into his second year, Jalen Naylor, who, if I'm not mistaken, was a sixth-round pick in 2022, correct? Yes. Yep. 
Six yep. Did, did uh, Jordan Addison funny. publicly apologize for blowing you off at last? I didn't even try again. No, we're done talking. Okay. No, we're, we're I done. feel like he owes the world we're the world talking. an apology. This is one of the most popular football podcasts in America. How yep. dare he disrespect one of the hosts? Blew right by me. I'm didn't out on Jordan Addison now. I said, out. Jordan. I said, Jordan. And he didn't. And so I said, do you got a second? And I got the complete just bang, gone. What but about anyway, uh, what about Lucky no. Jack? Is Lucky Jackson getting some catches? You Lucky know, this Jackson, XFL's he, he Lucky Jackson. He got some run, but I mean, this yeah. is a good opportunity for guys that probably wouldn't get time with the ones to get some time. Do we have um, any? Maybe you yeah. uh, allude to this. Is it because they don't have to put an injury report out until the first week, so yeah, they right. can they can lie to you about injuries? They don't have to. Is there yeah. any indication? Is it upper body, lower body with Jordan Addison? Is there a wrap anywhere? Is it? I don't see a wrap. Now, he had, if I'm not mistaken, he had leggings on, so a wrap would be wrapped up, but I can't tell. Uh, he's going through stretching, and that's it. Yes, Declan? I, I believe Kevin O'Connell used the word, quote, overly cautious with rookie yeah. Jordan Addison. That's what Dane Mitsutani tweeted out to day from to the press conference. So, yeah, overly cautious. I mean, they were being overly right. cautious when Daniel Hunter tweaked his neck getting out of right. bed the wrong way, and then he, like, missed two years. So, I, yeah, I'm just, right. you know, they're going to lie until September 10th, yes. basically. But he said yes. Day to day. So, I would expect him back at some point soon. So, as far as, like, the... As far as the potential DEFCON goes, Addison below Jefferson, just because at least I can see him. I can put the peepers on him. Okay. Um, by the way, if you guys are hanging out with us here live on the Purple Daily YouTube channel, or if you're watching this maybe after the fact, you can help us out by clicking the subscribe button and the like button so we can help spread the word about this awesome community of Vikings fans that uh, you have all helped us build here. And a shout-out real quick to our friends at Athletic Greens. AG1 is like nutritional insurance to start your day. One scoop mixed with a bottle of water, and you've got your full allotment of nutrients for the day. 75 high-quality ingredients that give old Macadac here important daily nutrients. Because, you know, sometimes you're on the run, or maybe you're just, you haven't gotten groceries or whatever it is. Like, you fall behind your eating schedule, and uh, you know, you're just eating on the fly. This is where AG1 comes in so handy, whether it's first thing in the morning or maybe it's sometime middle of the day. It helps lift that brain fog, helps heighten your energy levels, helps with my gut health. Dialed in, ready to unleash OTA takes with Judd and Declan. So if a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase, go to athleticgreens.com slash purple daily. Athleticgreens.com slash purple daily. If you want to go even further with your health and just lose a bunch of weight this summer, Livia is here as they've been for a couple years helping Purple Daily listeners and viewers. They sure have. And not only are they here, but they are here for one week only with a special offer that is absolutely fantastic. It's called the Premier All Access Offer of 50% off, plus you get a free gift. And you could lose up to, get this, 15 pounds or more by the 4th of July. How would you like to go into the 4th of July looking good, feeling good, and have gotten 50% off the program and a free gift? This offer ends on Friday. So as they say in the business, do not delay. 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A, Livia.com. Livia Weight Control Centers, Livia.com. Right now, 50% off plus a free gift is where your weight loss journey starts. 
your uh, your journey for peace of mind and for throttle therapy on a lake somewhere can start with either Miller Marine or Power Lodge. Power Lodge locations in Brainerd, Ramsey, and Onamia. Miller Marine in St. Cloud. We're talking about the biggest Bennington pontoon dealers you're going to find in the country here. So, I mean, this last weekend was just gorgeous, perfect for getting out on a body of water. So stop into Power Lodge or Miller Marine and continue your decompression as a football fan this offseason, Judd. Absolutely. And, and I mean, you know, Sports Dad can speak to this from firsthand experience, but throttle therapy in this state with our teams, absolutely necessary. Think about it. Think about all of the stress. Think about, you know, the Vikings or the Twins, an 18-game playoff losing streak. And then think about being out on that Bennington throttle therapy. You bet it is. Relax and enjoy it. Dude, pontoon life for the next few months. Powerlodge.com or millermarine.com. It all starts at the lodge, the Power Lodge. All right, let's get into some things you observed from the actual practice session today. Yep. Actually, I want to get to talking point three, which uh, pertains to training camp and is an interesting, interesting move. And I think it's where the future of this league in the preseason is going. What, what did you say? Declan called this. Declan said they're going to host, uh, right? The, they're going to host yep. a joint practice. No, yeah, was... they're going to do two this year. So so because they have oh, one fewer. Did he specify one? One few. Did he specify one? Oh, no. I did not specify one. No, 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 no. no. Oh, I, no, I'm no, looking no, no. at it right now. It says one and only one in all caps. So I don't know. I'll oh, no, no. It's two. This <laughs> it's two because. It's actually three. No. The Vikings have um, one fewer regular season game in the 17 game rotation now. So they get the extra preseason home game. Oh, goody. And with that, they're going to play their final two of the three preseason games are going to be Tennessee and Arizona. And both of those teams before those games are going to come in early in the week and have two days of joint practices each against the Vikings like San Francisco did last year. Now, what's the big deal about this? I'm going to tell you. This gives teams an opportunity first to ratchet up the pace, but it's more controlled. So it's not it's not a preseason game, but it's definitely done at a more aggressive pace. You're not doing it against your teammates. And it also allows teams to work on things against opponents in live drills. I think you're going to see the preseason cut down to one or two games eventually. But I think these joint practices are going to become the norm because they offer you competition from an opponent without actually just playing a game in which guys get hurt on the turf. Like these, these practices will both be here, Phil. So they'll be conducted on the grass here. And the nice thing too, is this facility is perfect for it because one right by the airport and two, it's huge. So like it can house two teams. So I think this is the wave of the future. The Vikings hosting two joint practices. And it's just you you get into these preseason games and you sort of hope, oh, hopefully the first team offense in the three drives they're going to have runs into a red zone situation against an opponent, right? Exactly. You're, you're just like at no the way. whim of if they, if they go three and out, did they really get work in in the preseason game? But here you can simulate, all right, it's a red zone and two-minute drill all in one go against the Titans defense. So it, re- it really is. And then what winds up happening, sorry, season ticket holders that – that you know get roped into these preseason games you wind up not getting to see starters because they got they got their work in in practice so but you can Correct. still buy a 14 dollar uh you know lager somewhere so 
I kept it uh, very open-ended. I just said they will host another joint practice during training camp. So oh, you I, did. I, but no, he did. I will, he yeah. did. But I, I will say, Good job. tomorrow's accountability session on Mackie and Judd Phil, one of the most all-time bad beats I think I've ever experienced. You? You specifically? Yeah. And you've had the Mackie and Judd. Really like, that's a, like, this that's a one, hell of a tease, Declan. That's like a 24-hour out tease. This, up real quick. Look at this you. one's uh, quite the stinger on the, on the, uh, on on. the original edition. Uh, I'm looking at it. Um, I've yet to go through these. If you want me to say it, I can say it. No, but, no, uh, it's, no, it's no, 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 I don't want to blow this. I just want to go through the spreadsheet because Declan only has a few. Let's see. Uh, Involves the twins. Hold on. No, oh, I don't want to hear it. I'm now excited for tomorrow. Don't tell me. Side to side. Don't tell me. Oh, dude. <laughs> wow. Oh, my God. It's the it's, worst bad beat and write that down history. Are you serious? Like Tomorrow on Mackie okay. and Judd. On Minnesota me. Sports with Mackie and Judd. I don't know. It is the... I don't think this is hyperbole. We've seen some bad beats. This is the worst beat in the history of write that down. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Anyhow. All right. Back to the uh, OTA observations. Okay. On-field <laughs> observations from today. Now... Not that these are going to be probably a big deal because of all the rule changes, although we're not sure yet. But we talked to our friend Tyler Fornes last week about the potential of Kane Wangwu being in trouble because if kickoff returns are neutralized, are they going to keep him on the 53? Interesting today, the three guys I saw returning kicks were Tyson Chandler, Kane, of course, and then Brandon Powell. Okay. So those those appear to be so. If Kane is cut, I think Ty Chandler might be your combo guy. I like the that. Back up to Madison and then return kicks as well because we all know on game day, um, the most important thing can be the flexibility to play multiple places. And don't you think it's more likely? Okay, Kane Wangu obviously the the best kick returner option. But if the Vikings determine, God, with the new rules, he's he's only going to average like one and a half kick returns a game. And we never right. use him on offense. Ty Chandler is more likely, especially if Dalvin Cook is gone. Am I wrong on this? Like Ty Chandler is more likely to play a role on offense. Like he's more likely to get oh, no, 50 to 100 carries or more yeah. or be on, be on third down. Yes. So, yes. and he did return... Let's see here. 38 kicks for 850 yards in college between Tennessee and North Carolina. In fact, as a freshman, he was one of the, one of the primary kick returners at Tennessee as a freshman. Ty Chandler was. He had a kickoff return touchdown as a freshman. 17 kick returns, an average of 25 yards and a and a touchdown. Scoggins so. must have loved him. Chip Scoggins, yep. yeah. Paul's number one fan. Don't forget that. Yep, yep. Interesting. Uh, and as for um, the status of seventh-round pick Dwayne McBride, who I think also is expected to compete, um, I've been to all the open sessions so far. There have been three of them, a rookie camp, and then two OTAs the past two Tuesdays. Dwayne McBride yet to practice yet. He is something's hurt. I don't know exactly what. Something's wrong. So he hasn't practiced yet. So he's not. So it's Wong Wu, it's Ty Chandler. Madison and th- those are the three primary uh, backs getting snaps. And then uh, when they're d- how much eleven on eleven was there today? Like any ballpark of how many snaps or? Oh, there's a decent amount of it. To- it was the last. It was the last full period. So okay. there were probably 
15 to 20 plays. And was it themselves. mostly Madison running with the ones? Did did yes. anyone else mix in with the ones or just? Yeah, I think Chandler might might have a, a bit. And you know, at this time of year too, they sort of uh, just mix and match guys as well. So it doesn't mm-hmm. mean a ton. Uh, but McBride, you know, at some point in time here, I don't know if he's going to be back soon. I expected that he'd probably be back by now. But if you're a seventh round pick and can't practice this time of year, it does eventually have an an impact of sorts. Like if you're Ty Chandler now and you had the year and you're hurt, that's less than ideal. I would imagine a seventh round pick. I'm not saying that's going to cost him his roster spot. I do think it hurts not being able to show what you can do in the spring when you're a late round draft pick. Another Maybe interesting thing, maybe, I don't know, if if KOC would answer this, Quasey might, but Quasey offered up after the draft was over that, hey, we had a, we actually had a starter's grade on Dwayne McBride, even though he was a seventh-round pick. It, so he's, he, we had a starter's grade on him. Well, Ty Chandler was a fifth-round pick. They drafted Ty Chandler, like, you know, 100 picks or whatever, 70 picks before they drafted McBride yep. a year later. Would that not then mean that they probably had a starter grade on Ty Chandler, too, when they drafted him? It's a good question. Yeah, they probably did then. Who, who knows? Like, I don't even know exactly what that means sometimes, like potential starter in the future or what. But yes, he is definitely like if you were to look at McBride and Chandler, I got to think Chandler is is well ahead of him on the depth chart. Mm-hmm. And he looks good in practice. So that's a good thing. Uh, Madison, by the way, working much harder, I think, so far on his pass catching skills, which is a good thing. I yeah, want a guy funny. that can catch passes. I think we kind of assume because we see him spell Dalvin Cook that he's kind of he's like the third down back. He's really not. He's not. PFF actually had him as one of the worst pass catching running backs in the yeah. NFL last year. So it's it is something that, yeah, he's not. It's it's not it's not maybe what we think as we just sort of look back at his career. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Okay. Shifting to the defensive side of the ball, I think we are seeing what we expected, which is this. Evans and Booth are the outside corners when Byron Murphy Jr. is inside. And it looks like from today, and again, it's May, uh, but it looks like Murphy and Evans are the outside starters right now. Here's the wild card. Here's what I'm very curious to see. They continue to put out packages on defense that use multiple safeties, okay? Not surprisingly, Harrison Smith is one. Uh, Bynum gets some time seen, I think got less, fewer snaps today because Harrison Smith was back, but here's the wild card of a hybrid. And this is just a, this is reckless speculation from what I've seen. Okay. So like, it's trying to put together the pieces of a potential, uh, may puzzle again, very early. Um, I think they are very intrigued by what Josh Metellus can do. Josh Metellus is blitzing quite a bit. Um, he's sort of a hybrid himself. Like, I think if, if there's going to be a surprise guy to get playing time and, you know, keep in mind too, O'Connell likes him a lot. Um, he, he was a guy that Brian O'Neill, after he got hurt against the Packers before the playoffs suggested that Metellus be named a team captain. And that yeah. was approved. Uh, I think Josh Metellus is a guy to definitely keep an eye on for major playing time. Possibly not in like a normal safety role, but in some ways I see him doing what we always expected Scene to do. And I wonder if they think Brian Flores, I guess, thinks he is better suited for that than Scene potentially. 
Interesting. Yeah. I and mean, there, there were some signs last year that the team, I mean, the work that Josh Metellus did on special teams, and there was just a lot of good chatter around the team about Josh Metellus. So that's not surprising at all. And he's a versatile guy who can, I, I don't know that he's a guy that's going to take over a starting spot for week one. But if, if we get into some of these, as you've talked about, like some dime packages where there's what a sixth defensive back uh, on the field or Right. Maybe maybe you're replacing a linebacker with a safety and downsizing big nickel. Big nickel. Nickel. Exactly. big nickel. No question about it. That's right. Sorry, I got to hit the football sound. Big nickel. Nickel. I can see it. At some point, it's so early in the offseason workouts here, but Black, I, I would think that Blackman at some point might get some run with the ones once we get to training camp, but he's a rookie, and there's a reason why they drafted Booth and Evans last year. Quasi's first draft. They clearly like those guys. Mm-hmm. But... um. But you said off mic too that this was just again it was high intensity maybe even more than because you're not supposed yeah. to really go all that hard in OTAs but there were some some comments last week from the offense saying yeah. boy haven't seen haven't seen that <laughs> in a while. Um, Brian Flores, I'm trying to think of the nicest way you know because this is a family show. Brian Flores is not messing around. I'm going to tell you that right now. Huh. They are. Dare I say it? They are installing attitude. That is what's being installed here. Like this is going to be, I think it's going to, I have no idea how good it's going to be. Okay. But I think what you're going to see starting in week one is going to be a breath of fresh air for all of the BS that we saw last year, you know? So this is, yeah, it, it, this is an intensity uh, that, that you rarely see in spring practices. And it's an intensity that I think, no matter who's playing, it's going to be demanded. It's not oh. going to be like, I hope you play hard. He's going to run a incredibly tight ship that is going to, I, I think the fair thing is to say this, he's going to run a tight ship that borders on penalties and hopefully doesn't get called. Like there's no messing around here. This is for May. This was incredible. Yeah. Uh, I think we got to say goodbye to our guy. Speaking Dex of insulations. Here. Oh, we got, got it going I got an on. Install- I got an installer that's in or out to uh to solve this internet problem. Once we may also all. have a love to hear that. If there. it doesn't get installed properly, oh, right. there's a technicality that I may just have to lose out on for write that down tomorrow. Yeah. Let's just say write Man. that down across both shows. I can't. It's going to be juicy tomorrow. I can't wait for Declan's bad beat. It is it's... incredible how awful that beat was. <sighs> I realized it last <laughs> night, and then I had to confirm it today, and it's bad. didn't sleep all night, huh? <laughs> No, I didn't. It's Sorry. hilarious. All right, boys. So, all right, there goes Dex, and Bye, uh, Dex. Ju- we'll we'll empty Judd's notebook here as we go through his OTA observations, and the rest of whatever is in your notebook is presented by our friends at Finch Home oh, yeah. Solutions. Exactly right, because guess what? In football, the team out on the uh, field that I just got done watching, they got the answers, or at least we hope they do. But one thing I know is that our friends at Finch, Cody and his team, when it comes to electrical work, they have the answers and they deliver every time. Installation, repair, or any other services that you need. Storm damage, guess what? Cody and Finch, they can fix it. Outdoor lighting projects, car chargers, yep. Flickering lights, which is actually a problem, which can be dangerous. Finch is going to come to your house and they are going to fix it. They came to mind a few months back. I had a uh, downstairs light in my laundry room not working. Guess what? They fixed it. They were fast, efficient, courteous. They were outstanding. And now I want you to give them a try. Finchhomesolutions.com. Finchhomesolutions.com. 
612-357-2604. And of course, tell them Purple Daily sent you, finchhomesolutions.com. All right. What else is in that digital notebook of yours from OTAs today? Uh, Makai Blackman, you talked about him. Makai Blackman, uh, second team more so, outside and inside cornerback. I think he might be the backup to Byron Murphy in Mm -hmm. the slot, which would make perfect sense. So Booth and Evans are playing... Uh, that's, a, that's a late 90s wrestling reference. Andrew okay, Law says get Steve all, Blackman so. is better than Makai Blackman. Mackay. Steve Blackman, the lethal weapon from the late uh, 90s WWE. Yes. So anyway, um, Booth and Evans are basic are definitely ahead of Blackman on the depth chart at the outside corners. Uh, but I think that from what I could ascertain today, that it's going to be Murphy and Blackman as the slot corner. So if something happens to Murphy, I would not be surprised at all to see him play. Um, Asamoah is going to be, I can safely say this, the primary linebackers or linebacker. Jordan Hicks is going to play with, with him. But I think if one comes, I think if they go big nickel and take a corner, or I'm sorry, a safety, um, on, put him on the field, take a linebacker off, I think Hicks comes off. I think Asamoah, unless he gets hurt, is going to play an absolute ton. And again, going back to what we talked about last Tuesday, Phil, this all gets back to speed, intensity. I mean, the Vikings want to be young and aggressive. They don't want, you know, they don't want a repeat of Kendricks and Hicks. Not that those guys were terrible, but they never really provided what they wanted. And I find the intensity of these practices from a defensive standpoint intriguing because O'Connell has had to sign off on this. And so I really think that this shows in some ways a growth of Kevin as a coach, because a year ago it was all about what installing the offense, working with Kirk, trying to get things as perfected as possible. This is more about um, the offense is installed. I'm sure there's tweaks being made, but more importantly, this is floor is now being allowed to make his mark because there would be some coaches, I think no question, especially offensive ones, who would say, let's slow this thing down. Let's do this and that. Mm-hmm. O'Connell, as far as I can tell, is not saying that. O'Connell, I, I think he learned a valuable lesson. I think he was sold a bill of goods by Ed last year. Like, yeah, it's going to be great when the season starts. I think now he, he's like, okay, let's see why it's going to be great. And I don't want to be in September saying – this isn't what I expected. So it's a very interesting change, I think, in philosophy of how they're doing things. I see a few comments here. Purple Punch 420. If Flores gets the defense into the top 15, he's gone next season because he obviously has been close yeah. to head coaching jobs. This might be a two-year project. It was a two-year project defensively in Miami when he took the head coaching job. That first year, it was a lot of younger defensive players. They're installing a new aggressive system. They had some moments, but... That team was not really ready to compete at a high level. And I think that was the year where they kind of fought toward the end of the season. They had just a historically bad team. And then they fought toward the end of the season. But that defense was still pretty bad. And then year two in Miami is when they took the big jump. They were flirting with top five scoring off uh, defense. I think they led the league in interceptions. So there's a good chance with all the young bodies on this defense and the fact that they were 31st in yardage given up last year, this might be a two-year process. Mm-hmm. And then Brian Flores gets back in the mix. I'm sure he'll interview for head coaching jobs, but there's no guarantees at this point. That, and you know what? Teams might want to see that lawsuit get finished up too before they well, that might be officially point, yeah. make a hire. And we don't know how long that's going to take. So, you know. I think there has to be a preparation for him to be one and done and leave. But yes, it could take 
two years. I think the question is this, if they just spike up enough, because I mean, this was, you know, to call a spade a spade, this was a dead ass defense, right? Mm -hmm. I think if they spike up, it might get him a job. O'Connell and Quazy would be very smart to have a, a replacement in mind and hope that it turns out to be two years. Yeah. That's probably fair. Do you have any, uh, we got to wrap this thing here. Do you have any other final observations? We can also sprinkle some stuff in tomorrow and throughout the rest of the week too. I think the notebook, the electronic notebook on my phone now, I think it's empty. Boom. I gave wow. you everything I had. 40 minutes of Judd's OTA observations here gave it my all live on the purple daily youtube channel when is the next media availability is it next week don't they have another one before we get to the mandatories yeah i think they do it might be next week or the week after that yeah so yeah as far as practices go yes because they they've got the um the Thielen softball game that's now going to be hosted by Harrison Smith at the St. Stadium. So Thielen's not even going to be there for the, and I get it. He's going well, I don't even know if it's officially like his softball game now or is. Harrison's or, but I guess Harrison's <laughs> going to stand in as the, as the guest captain, if nothing else. The Adam Thielen softball event hosted by anyone else except for Adam Thielen, who's now in. And not Justin Carolina. Jefferson, because he's not here. Uh, no, and, and we wouldn't want him tweaking a knee, rounding second base. Amen. <laughs> So, all right, uh, Judd's work is done here. You can also find some of the videos from videographer Judd across uh, the Scorner social media platforms, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. He's here. He's there. He's every bleeping where. He's Judd. And you can find Purple Daily even during the offseason, 365 days a year. We're back at it tomorrow with predictions and also an accountability session and our theme weeks start here in a couple of weeks. We're going to have a Kirk Cousins week. We're going to have various ranking weeks. So we've got all sorts of fun things planned June, July into training camp during the uh, the offseason months here. So, all right. Good stuff. Love go it. back go back to the uh, to the media room and decompress. Media room. I'm going to go up to Quasi's office or O'Connell's <laughs> office, just kick around, kick back, possibly share a drink. I don't know. Or go maybe you should, go here. stop and see if Booney's over there training some young offensive linemen on the other side. I saw of, Hutch um, here. Steve was here. Steve, Steve Hutchinson, Hutchinson was here. Unrecognizable. He probably weighs two oh five. God, all it's it's the new They're thing. All, so all these guys, yeah. But I mean, I ran like into I, I ran into Brian uh, uh, Nick Hartwig, the the old center for the Chargers out there. I was at Boone's training thing, and dude, like that guy is chiseled now. He He's literally like, looks like a gladiator. <laughs> just Hutch down like, like 75 it's pounds. He's so thin. Incredible. I mean, he looks uh, great, but he's Those guys good. are getting on Livia. That's what helps. I'm sure. That's L-I-V-A. what Livia. Yep. Livia. Yeah. Livia.com. Call him today. All right, guys. Thanks for hanging out with us here. Judd's OTA observations. This is Purple Daily, where we just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die.